is a very small one. Even the four and a half million Africans who live in Kenya outside the Kikuyu territory are not involved. The active terrorists are only a small proportion of the one and a half million Kikuyu, Embu and Meru people. Though because of fear, most of the Kikuyu tribe has aided them. It was not surprising that they envied the Asiatics and whites' higher standard of living. And as the city grew, so grew resentment. Further discontent was smouldering among the elders in the tribal reserves, who resented the white man's interference with their more barbaric customs and the intrusion of his ideas into the life of the tribe. Welcome to the second episode of Unveiling Kenya. Today, we look at tribalism, the history, the role it has played in the cultural, economic, and political landscape in Kenya, its place in the 2020s, and any possible solution of turning it around for a more nationalistic Kenya. I am your host, Moses Church, and with me, my co-host, Kiwakamentu. You could continue this discussion by using hashtag Unveiling Kenya and mentioning our handle at BlackStarKE. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to us, share, keep the discussion alive. When we talk about tribalism, because you've just mentioned mm-hmm. the way both our political parties are almost homogeneous. And I think mm-hmm. the homogeneity, it comes as part of having politics drawn on tribal lines. And it's difficult to start any discussion on tribalism in Kenya without having a kind of a historical overview. So. In your own experience, in your own interaction with literature, history in Kenya, why do you think the Kenyan sociocultural landscape came to be defined along tribal lines? So, uh, as you were talking, um, I was thinking about language and how in the African studies of right now, the term tribal yeah. is seen as a bit problematic so the ethnic because tribal it has those colonial uh, baggage yeah. um, of tribes running ra- running around pots cooking people in pots on on, on whatever yeah. um Kwe wrote a whole book about it he actually he called it negative ethnicity he called it negative ethnicity and the thing about ethnicity is that there's nothing wrong with it the problem is how we have weaponized it how we have allowed for it to be weaponized um, and used as a tool for division. And the problem about it actually is, it's not even so much the violence, but it's about what it does to the societal body on a long-term basis in the sense that it does not allow for the swing of values of the societal body, the swing from the left to the right, the swing from chaos to order, the swing from thinking to feeling. So you asked about where did it come from? I think, I think it really just goes back to the genesis, the founding of the country, how it was founded, the whole divide and rule, the colonialists working with different communities to to, to subdue them. Like, yeah, just weaponizing community against community, like when the Kikuyu were in the Mau Mau camps, they use particular communities to sort of like be the the security personnel, and so that there were seeds of enmity sown from there. Yeah, just really the whole founding of the independent um, leaders that came in. Um, yeah, so there's that whole background, the whole founding of, of how the nation was set up. Uh, I was reading a paper. It's mm-hmm. in the book Political Power and Tribalism in Kenya. By who? Shilahu, W.K. Okay. Shilahu. 
the conversation was around right before mm-hmm. independence, right before the colonialists left. There was mm-hmm. discussion between what term does big tribes and mm. I'll call them tribes because to be honest, trying to wash over the colonial me for me is, is quite difficult in this case, especially oh. at that okay. time. So the big cool. tribes at that time they were the Luo and the Kikuyu who formed Kanu. Mm. They were going for a unitary state. Mm. And the smaller tribes were headed by the Kalenjus. They started as Kadu. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, they went for the Majimbo federalist state of uh-huh. type of governance. The motivation behind this was more of protecting the resources and at the most important resource up to now, I think it's uh-huh. land in Kenya. They uh-huh. had a fear that the big tribes would take their land. These tribes were almost nation states before colonization and someone just yeah. put a border and said this is Kenya now. So of course people yeah. are protecting theirs and mm-hmm. the argument by the by Kanu at that time was this will lead to tribalism. It will be difficult to form one nation under those conditions. However, I think in 1963 we still had a federalist constitution and abolishing uh, the prime minister post at that time and then of course mm-hmm. Uh, marginalizing resources from people in the, I think it was in the Rift Valley and coastal provinces. And with that, Kadu disintegrated automatically because, again, it became now a matter of interest to be part of Kanu. And then there is the death of Tom Boyer in 1869 because he had a quite a pooling. And then he had a single party state for a while. And don't forget, but they, after the death of Tom Boyer, there was keeping the, the yeah to keep yeah. the leadership in, in the house of Mombi. Already, it becomes about resources. After we had a single party state, tribalism was still there, right? Because again, mm-hmm. now you had to be associated with Kanu or a friend of Kanu to to yeah. have resources directed towards you. We had that provincial thing, provincial system where we had provinces and. Yeah. Basically, the PCs had to pay almost that thing that you do to kings. You pay patronage. You pay wow. patronage for power wow. and things like that. And there was a yeah. lot of corruption. Patron client relationships. Yeah. Even after Moy became president, it played out the same way because, again, the, the tenders, government jobs, it goes to people from the same tribe. Land. Land, mm. things like that. And it's no mistake that right now in Kenya, if we find that the mm-hmm. areas that the Kikuyus and Kalenjins live in are the highest mm-hmm. ranked GDP wise. Yeah. And, those and are also the, developed infrastructure. The infrastructure and everything like that. That brings me to my point. I was, and at this point, I thought, what if in Kenya, tribalism has become ideology in this country? We were talking about mm-hmm. the left and the right. Mm-hmm. Because our mm-hmm. middle class never, I think the middle class is, a, is the birthplace. The path. No, the birthplace. Interesting. Of ideology. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do you think middle class is the birthplace of ideology? It's a matter of uh, level of education, exposure, uh, having mm, enough resources. Access. Yeah, you have enough resources, but not too much. You have enough resources, just enough resources to care. And... In fact, there's a guy, there's a guy, you're on point, there's a guy, Edward Bernays, he wrote a book about the different people who take part in revolutions and why their, their motivations, and yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, the, 
they need they they want to become the new upper class yeah exactly. mm-hmm. they want to define culture and show the direction so i think it's zizek slavoj zizek yeah something which he was talking about he was saying that that's the problem of ideology it's never about another it's selfish it's selfish according to your social wow. yeah and and that's why i was thinking the politics of the left yeah make a lot of sense mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. at least the left as originally as the left wow. the left of the mm-hmm. population right mm-hmm. i think if you are in the oppressed class yeah you have mm-hmm. the clearest while you towards things it's all it becomes almost humanitarian when you are in the oppressed class the left okay. the politics of the left yeah mm-hmm. come the ideology of the left becomes the most noble of them wait if you're in the oppressed class do you have thinking space to even think about your problems or are you in a survival space you talked about language right language and the way we define things Uh-huh. When the uh-huh. term working class is used in Kenya, it means someone with a job. Well, so it it categorizes doctors, teachers, someone journalists, uh-huh. uh, and then right, except professionals. Professionals, uh-huh. except the term working class stands for people who don't own the means of production. As far as the broader, uh-huh. the Marxist, yeah, the Marxist uh-huh. definition of it goes. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking that's the problem that's why um, when i when i've said uh people who are the oppressed you just say that we mm-hmm. have the means except the oppressed include the middle class and there's something for real yeah called false okay, consciousness in classic marxism right where it's called what consciousness or oh, false, false consciousness false consciousness where oh, wow a marxist oh, wow. it's a marxist term denoting the delusion Wow. and mystification that prevents subordinate classes from recognizing the fact of their own exploitation. Damn, it's powerful. You see this is something that happens just that in Kenya mm-hmm. the middle class tries to as you just said do they have the means the people who are oppressed. Yet the middle class wow. is also part of the oppressed considering if you are That is true. If you are in a system But they align themselves with the upper class. Yeah, they align themselves in a system. I'm not I'm not I'm not exactly anti-capitalist yeah but I think mm-hmm. any system in the extremes becomes suppressive right so yes. I'm I'm yes. a person who like uh an integration of some of Marxist tenets and some of socialist mm-hmm. because I think where has that been seen for example and it, this is cliche Scandinavia yeah mm-hmm. it's cliche most Scandinavian countries have managed uh reasonable balance between the two Yeah. Okay. And this is where we come back to tribes in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. come back to tribes in Kenya because now we no longer have that middle class, right? We no longer have we have a middle class but the middle class is also tribalistic, corrupt. Like it mm-hmm. takes the shape of the elites, of the political elites. Wow. It, there was a time wow. when I was still naive when I was in high school, yeah. I was saying, <laughs> yeah I was I like that mm-hmm. I was saying that maybe the people within my age group will mm-hmm. be the least mm-hmm. tribal people in Kenya yeah and wow. uh-huh. I've grown up and it's the same it's the same You're like kidding. it's not that you're tribal it's not that different you see Kingwa yeah oh god mm-hmm. you see Kingwa it's and this is why I'm saying tribalism has become ideology in this country it's a form of tribalism okay. yeah that mm-hmm. almost sound like 
what people call white privilege in in the western world in us wow. like that because also like kikui privilege yeah it's the kikui privilege also yeah, i've been seeing guys talking about it on twitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the problem when i'm making these mm-hmm. arguments i share the same privilege you see so wow. and it wow. becomes like the victim narrative but my yes. was yeah when people talk of let's say self responsibility and things like that mm-hmm. and again this false consciousness idea comes back you've been told to work mm-hmm. hard so that you succeed and it it wow. gives you an illusion of choice an illusion of wow wow yeah, an illusion of how the system actually works yeah an illusion of that and you forget that when we look at the history of Kenya and the history of the way mm-hmm. Kenya became tribal yeah we forget that mm-hmm. at first the first thing wow. the big tribes did in Kenya because i think even when let's say lowos complain of marginalization yeah they are still mm-hmm. a part of the big tribes Uh, in Kenya you can only mm-hmm. talk about like five tribes and then the rest are attached to other tribes from wow. alliance <laughs> those are because uh-huh. it's really you are Akikuyu Akikuyu mm-hmm. Alu Luya Kalenjin Akamba and then yeah. the other tribes from central will be lumped in in Gema right yes the yes. Maasai are have influence but they are not their numbers are not that huge right yes and chukana they're not a respectable block yeah, yeah. they're not a respectable call them kamatusa yeah you have to be lumped in with a with a group and when people mm-hmm. amass the resources right of course mm-hmm. your children will get the opportunity to go to better schools i know like at times this argument sounds reductive and absurd right it sounds like that but when you go to school right you went to a good school mm-hmm. Like for me I went to public schools all my life I went mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. up to university in Kenya the difference was I went to good public schools public schools where okay. where the tribal needs had benefited the area wow I was studying in Nakuru so my pub, the public school I went there were enough teachers mm-hmm. right okay but I for what is about books I could afford I could actually afford being a student Yeah, at a uh, and yeah you may take people take this for granted yeah because if you mm-hmm. go somewhere where you are in a school and the school has like three teachers yeah of course that wow. that's going to affect your the level of education level the quality of education right definitely yeah, and i interviewed i interviewed a headmaster of uh, kabarak like yeah. at this this time like it had gone Moi high school Kabarak like this time it was it had it had been like on a winning streak like for almost almost 10 years like years, yeah. consistently years. and so one of the things that he talked about was how schools that he was talking about a school where i think like almost all the students had d i think the highest student had a d plus and he was like he, he used a phrase that i've never i've never forgotten he's like it's like a genocide of dream what performance can be the equivalent of of gene of a genocide of dreams yeah and it's it's a winner take all situation in Kenya because you perform well in your KCP you go to a good high school right education is a way of climbing uh, social hierarchy and it's all right because you you might be poor now you might be unemployed mm. Mm. but it does not stay like that forever you are you, are, you have employability you have the exposure you have the knowledge even to start something on your own 
you understand yeah. world you've interacted you've made you've grown your social capital just by being in a university mm-hmm. because people who you went with the school will, wow. will remember you when you go for an interview even if you are out of a job 10 years right yes and networks the, yeah the networks builds everything and social network social capital yeah and i think that's how mm-hmm. it has manifested i'm just trying to put a point across that we have privilege and we have to appreciate mm-hmm. that privilege and recognize the privilege and after you recognize the privilege i think you lose the this false consciousness perspective you what lose, about those who don't recognize privilege those who don't recognize privilege it's fine because mm-hmm. and this is where the left comes in this is where mm-hmm. the politics of the left come in Mm-hmm. The left has to be populist because now this is when people talk of the left. Yeah, it's elitist. Who do you think is a public figure in Kenya who is left in their politics? Apart from you, I'll tell you, KJ, Sakaja, yeah. Naisula, Abshiro Halake, yeah. um, Milio Diambo. Like I can, like I know, like I can, t- I can. You can tell. I can see them from. And. Mm. Uh, It's weird you haven't gone to to our professors right you haven't mentioned the dividends in the discussion yeah you see like but, but, but you asked about politics no I didn't ask about politics public figures I just as public figures um, I think your relationship with politics you think yeah not so politics yeah but then they are politics in the, they might not even know they may not even use that word leftist But yeah. their orientation, it's, their trait is yeah. what I talk about. First of all, again, back to the whole question of language and discourse. Is is uh, is that concept of the left and the right even recognized in Kenya? Yeah, and that's why I was saying the tribe is the... Wow. Your tribe is Dominant. your, uh, your ideology. So yeah. when you talk yeah. about you, because of their Nini leadership, they become right, right wing, automatically. Wow. Right? Uh, oh my god yes I'm writing and that's also oh if you map if you map the politics of people you'll find that people in some tribes tend to lean left than others depending on oh my uh, god that is profound like i feel like i need a moment of silence wait jesus christ yikes yeah that that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking oh, a mind bomb if you if you map kenyan political need political traits because our politi- our tribes became integrated with the economics yeah it became, is it, it to the extent he i don't know i i guess uh, i think when i started i mentioned the issue of land the issue of mm-hmm. people to land to areas with that are fertile and things like that and because of just the whole idea of land and the way kikus are spread across kenya because they were the first people to to be relocated because they wanted kenya to be integrated right people from mm. western go to northeastern and things like that that way you you oh, create a nation who wanted that yeah like you see how because there's a question that everyone i don't know if a lot of people think about yeah in kenya kikus mm-hmm. are, are everywhere okay. right and luyas mm-hmm. are only in western Majorly. Interesting, yet, very interesting. Yet the Luyas mm-hmm. are, I think, the second highest degree by population. The second yeah. population. Yes. Yeah. But they're mm-hmm. mean, because 
there was a there was a nearly a national effort by Khan because the idea of Khan was nationalistic. They want yeah, that's why they were. So they actually was an attempt to try to ask people to mingle. Yeah, exactly. And wow, that had the opportunity were Kikuyus. And that is so fascinating. I didn't know that. And yeah, that's why it like they ended up everywhere in Kenya. And I'm thinking the issue becomes economic. It's it's no longer political. The two richest regions in Kenya mm-hmm. are either mm-hmm. populated by Kalenjins or Kikuyus, and those are the only two tribes mm-hmm. which have had a president in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not by accident that. People say Kiku privilege. They control the social, the social purpose of population, mm-hmm. control of politics because of government, and a control mm-hmm. of economy because of the richest people in Kenya are Kiku. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. It's simplistic to argue that to argue that way because again, in capitalism, it's not just that. Like, yes, the Kikuyu are rich, but. Mm-hmm. Also, the richest Kikuyus are few. There are a lot of Kikuyu people who are poor, are middle class, and they actually have very little control over the direction of their lives. Uh, it's I'm not trying to say that all Kikuyu people are bad or something like that. I'm I'm just trying to point out that there is an advantage of there is an privilege, accru- economic privilege accrued over time up to now, and. Mm-hmm. With that, I'm trying to map that privilege to a left and right predisposition in politics. The people who have been in government want to constantly maintain status quo. Okay. That is so powerful because it makes me think that even when we talk about, like in the previous elections when there's been this whole discussion of Kikuyu's must go, yeah. For the first time, I'm, re- I'm realizing that it's actually not just about, it's not just an ethnic thing, it's an ideology thing. That it's mm-hmm. about the status quo and that those kinds of, the values of that, of the status quo, the right-wing values have dominated for so long and the balance is absent, which then leads to toxicity in the wider social system. But I wanted to ask, because you talked about I- the ideology is the ideology of tribe slash ethnicity, but I've, for a long time, I've been saying the ideology is an ideology of eating. It's our turn to eat. Yeah. So is it, which is ideology? Is it the ideology of stomach or is it ideology of ethnicity? Which is it? I think we're saying the same thing. Because I've been thinking that the richest tribes are the only tribes that had a president. And it makes sense. If someone from your tribe is in office, if you're looking for a tender, you're more likely to get the tender if you're yeah. from the same tribe. It's These days. Yeah, it's it's a weird. Is that now, about who bribes the most these days? No, it is. Like in Pia, kupata the opportunity to bribe. Yeah, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not get that because of my tribe. It's accumulated privilege because up wow. to now, it required, at some point it was tribe in the nineteen early 1960s, right? Late 60s, 70s. It was about tribe, uh-huh. but now the accumulated mm-hmm. privilege makes it that. The person with the resources attire of that tender wow. is already damn. Yeah, and damn, 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 damn. It becomes the same. It becomes the same because the tribe, the politics of eating, the politics of tribe, they're just one and the same thing. And that's why I've said the people mm-hmm. who have been in government become right wing. When Ataka maintain order, so automatically they align yeah. themselves with right wing values. 
So itakuwa so now. Yes. And it relates to what's happening right now because you could say that the Luo are no longer left. Yeah. To be left is Kalenjins because of William Ruto. The language that Ruto is using is Marxist. Uh-huh. That's movement. This the, one, the dynasties, right? Alonga Kusi dynasty. Nah. Yes. Nah, hasla nation namani. You see, like it becomes the language, and I had yet to hear the language I left. Maybe not in yes. the but you become there's been recent accusations of human rights movement um <laughs> that they are in bed the human rights sector <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to ask about that well, that what i read to you what i had read to you about i so what what my colleague what josh had been say he said that i think this is why the political elite have created a false dichotomy you'll always have two major coalitions neither essentially different from the other and then they'll use the election as a mitigant by offering two identical choices dressed in different colors so is that the case or is ruto actually genuinely represent is he actually a genuine representative not about if he's conscious about it, but do you think he is actually a representative of the left right now is that too is that too fetched to say i think i don't think he's actually a representative of the left because i think the way he's is just using the language yeah because the language like i think he realized he can no longer win on tribe and the idea of numbers is no longer on his side so the only way okay. to mobilize people is separate people between people who are who are like the population the, the populist discussion yeah so the has ah so he's being a populist and which is what you said is needed to be done yeah and that's what i'm saying hence the language in atokia has left but yana ifanya for survival right so i don't what, what what is wrong is that bad no it's not bad but does that diminish the authenticity of the left left wing agenda does it does it diminish it yeah it does because in reality it becomes once like sorted kona a feeling right that once mm-hmm. in office yeah it's it's having the mm-hmm. same to see how all these people are deserve under the same presidency what right we do not we do not forget how how these people came up so they are in it's not that different ah, they are, they are so, okay. it's not that different it's like painting it's like makeup he's wearing makeup he's not the real deal yeah he's not the real deal. like it's service as compared to someone like Kivusa Kibwana yeah who is the real deal like i don't even have a question about like i know with him it's not just i systems will change yes he is what he is for root on the other hand and on get the language yeah it's the language but it's not the so do you like there's also an need for a broader discussion on this right i put for a broader discussion for this like does the intention matter so long as the result intention matter hey king of as king there's a broader an opportunity for a broader discussion here because we have to ask yes. the intention matter right uh, so long as ah oh, damn that's powerful mm-hmm. but the thing is yeah because i'm thinking you may think that ruto ruto may be doing this with the wrong intention right but uh-huh some of will mobilize people around the idea of this already in our kenyan unconscious yeah we already have yeah the idea of dynasties we now we can put a finger on these people are dynasty and the enemy 
yeah, you can like it's almost that this this is dynasty. This is Kenya You can now it's now wow. in unconscious, well in unconscious. Like wow. I don't I don't know if the intention matters. I don't know if the realness Real? matters. Yeah, I think the aspect. Are you saying that in the context of there's an opportunity for the actual thing to grow? Real left is to jump. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what. So I'm you're saying. saying that this is something we shouldn't. It's not that we don't have to look at it with the throw the baby and the bathwater out. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just the, I think that is so powerful. The, I think that just the aesthetic becomes enough so long as this is. I think this is our role, and I think we've been talking about this for like over a year, over throughout this year now, right? The where, what is mm-hmm. the position of the left in Kenya, right? Who is the left? Damn. And I think people like you and I and other like-minded people, the people you call our tribe, yeah? Mm. We have an opportunity to define a left during this time. Damn. We have that opportunity. Let me ask you, why are we so weak? It's the margin, like we are not system enough. It's the marginalization by ideology. Like you, t- when you talk, you sound, you sound like I. You are just complaining. You like complaining for no reason. And people like no, like what, what, why no, like what, why where? Oh, actually, I've like I've, I've just thought of something, mm-hmm. and this is what Tell I'm. Me. I think we are we are uh-huh. not in touch with the population. We are not populist. Yeah, because when we are having why this, when we are having this discussion, is that a symptom or the reason? I think I think it's the reason because I think okay, it's a symptom and a reason at the same time because I think most most people who talk in this with this this language you talk with are in what are somehow middle class in Kenya, so we have an echo chamber. So left or right? Yeah, uh, left. On the left, like even the left in Kenya is middle class. The right is middle class. The left is middle class, right? To some extent. Songo is Songo, but does Songo represent middle class? Songo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I don't think no. He represents his populist in the way he does. Yes. His populist in the way yes. he does. His, but himself, because I think this is how we work. You're a politician. I think I'm an artist. We should be able to get our message out because uh, we both have. Um, I think of myself more as a thinker than even than a politician. Or... Yeah, like mm-hmm. okay. I think at the basis of it, we talk about mm-hmm. ideas. We think, right? But what what is our mm-hmm. microphone? Right? I think you are more likely. What is our our microphone to the to the world? Wow, our platform. Yeah, the, I think politics is your platform. Yeah, I think politics. Becomes your platform because look at the things you talk about, the people you, you. Even when I ask public figures, you immediately went to politicians. Um, you have a relationship. With so people. let me ask you: We're talking about Sonko. Yeah. Sonko is left, right? <sighs> to be honest, I think I think he's left, but I don't even think he's consciously left. We want to talk about a Kenyan left. I think Sonko is the best candidate for Kenyan left. Yeah, I really Do you think him and Ruto will work together? And Sonko and Ruto? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. To be honest, yes. To be honest, yes. Like because he, Ruto would make him my deputy. 
Yeah, to be honest, I think like you know, na pia songwa na gopa political lady, political suicide. Yeah, because Bona. Okay, no na him him aligning himself with Rudo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Does not work well considering the nyanya metunya so far. The side your government has been on so far. Ah. And in as a fanya mm. lose niyake, I lose his power na influence. Yeah. Mm. So I think ataki ku and as a gopa ku ku chance that actually kuna something I was I was reading, yeah. Si juka mata nitapata the text mm. now. Okay, mm. because the election ya 1997, yeah, in Kenya. Let mm. me see if, if naza pata the document. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. kusu, uh, the oh, oh, yeah, George Nyanja, right? So I'll just read the text. Need something short. Sure. For instance, sure. for mm-hmm. instance, George Nyanja, the Fodasili MP for Limuru constituency, set out in November 1997, mm-hmm. a month away from the general elections, to find an alternative political party upon realizing that Kenneth Matiba will not be contesting the election since. Among other reasons, he had no voting card. Nyanza had a poor, mm-hmm. had poor relationship with Martin Shikuku, the party leader. Although he had been accepted by the DP, it quickly dawned on him that he might not be nominated by the party. Mm-hmm. Assuming that he could easily be embraced by Paul Muite and Richard Leakey of Safina party, he announced that he had shifted from the newly registered Safina. However, the Safina leadership did not admit him into the party because of his past utterances in reference to Europeans and Asians living in Kenya. Safina was trying to carve an image for itself as a party of principled individuals with a vision of a united nation, free from ethnic mm-hmm. and racial bigotry. Nyanja mm-hmm. could be thought to join the SDP, but was not impressed mm-hmm. by Charity Ngilu or Peter Nyangnyong. At this point, mm-hmm. he tried to rejoin the DP when the DP shut the door on his face, Nyanja instantly and desperately returned to Raila, turned to Raila Odinga and the NDP. Mm-hmm. As it turned mm-hmm. out for the Limuru voters, to the Limuru, for the Limuru voters, it did not matter which party people Nyanja was going to run on, so long as he was the opposition ticket. The legislator mm-hmm. went on to become the only candidate from Central Kenya to win a seat on an NDP ticket. Nyanja's election the NDP nomination had to do with ethnicity and fear of rejection by his voters if he joined a new-led party. Wow. And I think that's the same in Songo has. Yeah. And Which book is that? Uh, it's, it's, it's still the, the political power and tribalism in Kenya. By, I, I need to get it. Where did you get it? I, 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 I use the, like, the, the library.com. Yeah. Can link? Is it accessible? Yeah, it's accessible. You can download uh, without a donation. You can download ten books. If you donate the amount, it's it's an unlimited amount of books you can get. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So um um and that that statement and I think that's where Sonko is. Yeah. I you know. Okay. I, Funny thing is, I'd vote for Sonko any day. Ada, it's never. It's Me not, too. Yeah, it's not about a uh, which party. I'll just go and I'll vote for Sonko. And I think 
maybe the tribe yeah yeah like it's what we were saying yesterday about how some people are so full of the essence yeah cuz yeah he he represents he represents the left at its worst and that's what we need We've been focusing too much on the left at its polish to the left at its intelligence but yeah. it's the left the, it's the left at its worst is the one that is that is hurting the most I was reading about a woman who's been living under a tree with her five children because she couldn't pay rent so I get angry when I start when I hear these polished leftist people talking about G but you've brought out something else let me ask you eh yeah is it your As as you were reading all that I was realize it it appears to me that historically I don't know if it's in Kenya alone the left seems to be a lot more scattered and less united than the right is that is that accurate to say Yes I think I think it's accurate even in let's say the the need the home of the idea I left now right uh-huh. in the states yeah even the mm-hmm. states in the states the left badwe ko divided because kuna the corporate left yeah and yeah it's mm-hmm. very the greens they are yeah, the greens they are the afukuna the far left right kuna kuna the mark kuna the socialist left and yeah i think if i was in the states ninge fall covert because i think i'm more of a social democrat than anything else like i love i love some aspects of the social like to say how socialism in Liberia a lot of people died yeah um, under socialism we can't forget that but the aspects of it when merged with capitalism it becomes mm-hmm. yeah like it becomes a wow. system and yet it still keeps like but in maintain the individual aspect of of it yani and and the freedom and everything and at the same time ikona Later, I just what you call the state. The state can take care of its state welfare. It has state welfare. The body in a maintain the individual part of it, and you know, quite generate wealth in the world over a long time. Why are leftists always divided? Because Akuna, like I think, I think the left, the things that makes us makes us left, yeah, are white. The issue, mm-hmm. like we agree on a lot of issues, right? So ka, like mm-hmm. become mimi niko na this thing for freedom pro choice pro like a pro lgbt uh. a lot of people hawana i don't have a problem with nini and people in the left what is issues they agree where in the left we are divided it's when it comes to when it comes to the economic elite yeah like the elite the elite some of the elite leftists they they are very uh, respectability politics yeah so there's an obsession with respectability politics i would one would think it's more of a right wing thing but we see it so much in the left yeah actually it's true like we have to return mm-hmm. the left to the populist nature of the left let's make with the left of the people because the voice The, voice, the left is the voice of the oppressed is the voice of the downtrodden kwa society the most useless exactly yeah, it's the voice of exactly. the person who lives under a tree with their five kids it's that voice yes. exactly yeah, the voice of compassion yeah and it's the voice of humanity yes. so you don't yes it's not a voice of 
of individual pro- prosperity is a voice of societal wealth it's not a voice of looking good it's not a voice of ah that oh my god makes me want to tear my hair out yeah and and that's what i'm saying like we have once we are able to pivot the conversation towards that direction and i think thinking of yeah it's i think people people as you say the tribe the tribe is always like we seem fragmented but we are talking the same thing and i think at some point we will be able to find each other over time yeah and and i think we should not forget kenya is still a young country right it's like how old are we 60 mm. Mm. only because I want to ask you yeah, is there is there mm-hmm. any way that is how do you see us getting around the need from tribal politics because today I've been saying that tribal politics has become ideology in this country how do mm-hmm. we get around it because for me I think at first before before we become universalists before we become globalists yeah I think at first mm-hmm. we have at least to become nationalists we have sub sub nations within our country and i think if we be able to unite our country under one one social cultural band just kenya Yeah. Okay. The way I would answer that is that actually, curiously, it's sort of like we actually have to do go back to our tribes because even when we're talking about the left and the right, and for me, I when when I talk about the left as the tribe, so I think it's about creating a new tribe, creating it with consciousness. Uh, now, the question of how to do that is a whole other one, and uh, yeah. I guess it's a topic for another day. Okay. okay. Well, I think with that we'll end the conversation and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for everyone who listened to our podcast to the end. Don't forget to share the podcast and post it as up on Twitter at Blackstar. Thank you very much.